Welcome to episode number 18 of Sean's Sports Show. Today we are coming at you live from the usual Los Angeles, California. And uh, we're going to be talking about a few different things today. Um, mostly breaking news in the world of sports, as we usually do. As well as um, the the scores of the professional uh, sports teams in Los Angeles, as well as their upcoming matchups if they didn't play today. And finally concluding with coverage of the Miami Open Tennis Tournament. So the first thing we're going to be talking about... Uh, has to do with uh, NBA or G League basketball. So Zeke Upshaw, who plays for the NBA uh, G League's Grand Rapids Drive, was taken to the hospital after collapsing on the court during a game on Saturday night. Uh, per Wood TV 8, he was playing defense in the final minute of the fourth quarter when he collapsed and was rushed to the hospital. Uh, it also notes that he was in cardiac arrest and he was last reported to be in critical condition. According to Peter J. Walner of MLive.com, uh, officials said that he was taken to, spec- to the Spectrum Health Hospital and uh, the director of media relations for the team didn't know if he was unconscious after being taken out of the arena. So uh, he He's in his second season with the Grand Rapids. He attended college at Illinois State from 29 to 2013 before transferring to Hoss- Hofstra University for his senior year. Uh, in, 40 game- in 41 games with the, with the drive this year, he's aver- he was averaging 8.5 points and 2.3 rebounds. Um, this is very sad and very unfortunate to talk about, and I, I hope he's going to be okay. I, I'm, um, I feel for him and, and his family as well. Now switching gears here to college basketball, uh, number three Michigan Wolverines um, punched their ticket to the Final Four on on Saturday with a four point win over ninth seeded Florida State, which was in the Elite Eight at Staples Center in Los Angeles. Um, it was their eighth time in school history advancing to the final four uh, even though the NCAA um, vacated their final four appearances in 1992 and 1993. Um, both teams struggled struggled badly from the field in terms of shooting. Michigan shot only 38.8% and, and Florida State shot even even worse at 32%. Uh, Michigan also shot a miserable 4 of 22 from three-point range but they did however force 15 uh, turnovers from Florida State which Obviously helped them win. Charles Matthews, who's a who's a, a guard from Michigan, he's a junior, who's definitely the best offensive player in the game as he finished with 17 points. And senior forward Phil Kofer um, had 16 points for Florida State. So, um, yeah. So, congrats to Michigan. Uh, it would be cool to see them make a run at the championship. Um, now staying here in college basketball. Um, so the 11 seed Loyola of Chicago Ramblers, um, they continue they, their run continued on Saturday as they, as, as they defeated number nine seed Kansas State Wildcats 78 to 62 to advance to the Final Four. Uh, they won the South Regional and they became only the fourth number 11 seed uh, to reach the Final Four, joining uh, LSU in 85-86, George Mason in 2005-2006, and uh, VCU in 2010-2011. So. It's pretty crazy. They shot 57.4% from the field and 50% from three-point range and limited Kansas to only 34.8% from the floor and 24% from deep. Um, ben Ben Richardson led Loyola Chicago with a career-high 23 points on 7 of 10 shooting, including 6 of 7 from 3. Um, so they'll have, a, they'll have a chance to play for the national champion when they face Michigan uh, on, on next Saturday. So... This is pretty crazy. Uh, they did, however, enter the enter the game as a slight underdog. So this is yet another upset for Loyola Chicago. Um, 
So this is it. This is awesome. It would be it would be pretty cool to see them win the national championship. Now we're going to be switching gears here to NFL football. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NFL are reportedly quote putting Le'Veon Bell's negotiations on hold as they handle other business during free agency and the, and the NFL draft. And this is according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com. And uh, according to that report um, by ESPN, general manager Kevin Colbert said the team will eventually continue dialogue with Bell's representatives, but there's no update on the deal. Um, rescinding a fran franchise tag is unlikely, um, and Colbert still hopes that Bell is going to be at training camp. Um, Long-term contract negotia negotiations between uh, Bell and the Steelers have been going on for over a year now. Um, so, yeah, so Le'Veon Bell said, quote, we're not coming to a number we both agree on. They're, they're too low, or I guess they feel I'm too high. Um, I'm playing for strictly my value to the team. That's what I'm asking. I don't think I should settle for anything less than what I'm valued at. And when pressed on what, what he would do if he remained on the franchise tag for the 2018 season, he uh, and he previously said he would consider retirement or sitting out a season in such a scenario. He said, quote, I just have to decide if I'm going to play when the time comes. And he's, he's also said that he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, so... Um, yeah, so, so that's that. Um, now switching gears to NBA basketball here. Um, if Markel Fultz is going to return to the Philadelphia 76ers this season, he's going to have to let the team know when he's ready to play. Uh, prior to Saturday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, head coach Brett Brown provided an update on uh, Fultz's status, and this is per the Associated Press. He said, quote, it's just something that when Markel Fultz feels like he can go, he feel, um, he really feels good about himself and his health, the shoulder, everything, and the medical people support that. He knows that he has a coaching staff and a team that will welcome him, welcome him in when, he's, when he says go. He also understands the season is around the corner in terms of the end of the regular season. That's where it's at. Uh, they traded up two spots in last year's draft to select Fultz first overall. Uh, he's only appeared in four games, averaging 6 points, 2.3 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. His last game was on October 23rd against the Detroit Pistons. He was shut down after that game due to a shoulder injury that previously required cortisone shots due to pain and inflammation. Uh, General Manager Brian uh, Colangelo told reporters in February there was a chance that Fultz could either return or be shut down for the rest of the year, but, quote, we don't know the answer to that yet. Uh, Philadelphia is currently 42-30, and 30, 12 games over 500, uh, fourth best in the Eastern Conference. So they're obviously doing just fine without Fultz. Um, now switching gears back to NFL football here. So uh, the co-owner of the New York Giants, John Mara, told reporters on Sunday um, at the league's annual owners meeting, there's a quote possibility that wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will play the 2018 season without receiving a contract extension and that no player on the team is untouchable in trade talks. He said, quote, I can't answer that one, that one way or another. Um, and this, this came, he said that when he was asked if Beckham would be on the roster come week one, uh, he said, "We're certainly not shopping him again. When you're when you're coming off a season when you're th three and thirteen and played as poorly as we played, I wouldn't say that anyone is untouchable." His comments came on the same day that he had some harsh words for the star wideout regarding a video that emerged on social media, possibly showing him around drugs in a hotel room. Uh, he, he he also said, "Quote: I think too often he allows himself to be put in bad situations and needs to use better judgment." As I said before, I'm tired of answering questions about Odell's behavior and what the latest incident is. I think he knows what we expect of him, and now it's up to him. 
He's definitely torched opposing secondaries, in my opinion, for a total of 4,424 yards and 38 touchdowns over his first four NFL seasons. And he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. He'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2019 without an extension. Um, and it's not it's not surprising that he's trying to make a lot you know a lot a big get a big extension basically. And according to Mike Garofalo Garofalo of NFL Network, he co- he's covets a new deal that's going to pay him at least 20 million annually on average, and that would make him the league's highest paid wide receiver. Uh, however, Garofalo said he doesn't see any way the Giants would agree to those terms, and honestly. Um, I don't see why the Giants should agree to those terms. Now switching gears back to college basketball, March Madness. Um, for the second time in three years, the Villanova Wildcats are going to the Final Four. Um, on Sunday, the number one seed in the East Eastern region uh, slowed down the number three seeds, Texas Tech Red Raiders, and they punched their ticket to San Antonio with a 71-51 win in Boston. Uh, they're going to they're gonna play... Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks as the Kansas Jayhawks beat Duke and I'm going to get into that pretty soon um, you know they had a weld they're known for their well-oiled offense and their fluidity but they turned up their intensity on the defensive side um, clamping down a team that was coming off a 78 point showing versus the number 2 seed Purdue in the Sweet 16 the Texas Tech shot only 33% 33.3% from the field and they generally um, just didn't look how they usually did. Uh, so it's a good win for Villanova, definitely. Now switching gears back to NBA basketball here. Um, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr, he's already has already ruled out that um, that point guard Steph Curry could play uh, for the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. He said, "quote There's no way." Um, he said, "I hope." He said, "Hopefully, I prove." Curry said, excuse me, Steph Curry said, hopefully I prove coach wrong. Uh, the Warriors, as I said, announced on Saturday that Curry has a sprained MCL and he'll be reevaluated in three weeks um, because of the timeline laid out by the team. Um, it just doesn't, Curry, Steve Curry doesn't uh, see his star point guard coming back for the, for the first round. Um, however, I don't think the Warriors need Curry necessarily to advance to the second round. Uh, if the season ended right now, the Warriors would play the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round. And the Timberwolves are without their best player, as as well as Jimmy Butler had a meniscus surgery in February. And a, a matchup with the Utah Jazz or the San Antonio Spurs without Kawhi Leonard doesn't look that daunting to me either, honestly. Um, but I think for Steve Kerr, this is all about not making the same mistake that he did two years ago. Uh, and I mentioned this yesterday as well, because Curry suffered a sprained MCL in the opening round of the 2016 playoffs. He came back after a little over two weeks, but he didn't look like himself for the remainder of the, of the playoffs. Um, so, and, the, and obviously later down the line, the Warriors squandered the one lead against the Warriors and ultimately lost the finals. And if they didn't, they could have had, they could have uh, won three straight NBA championships, but obviously they didn't. So I definitely see why Steve Kerr is very cautious this time. He doesn't want to make the same mistake. Um, yeah, and... Even though Curry is kind of, you know, I would say irreplaceable, uh, rushing him back is definitely going to do, you know, more harm for Golden State than any good. So, now switching gears back to NFL to NFL football here, the CEO of the New York Jets, Christopher Johnson, confirmed that the team rescinded its contract offer to free agent defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue. 
Uh, this was reported by uh, Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News. According to uh, uh, Ralph Vecchanio of S SNY.TV, um, Johnson justified the decision by saying sign signing Sue, quote, wasn't in keeping with our long-term plan. Uh, he said he didn't have a role in the decision-making process that led the Jets to initially offer Sue a deal. This was according to Connor Hughes of The Athletic. The team reversed course after Johnson and general manager Mike McCannon discussed the matter. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported on Friday that the Jets had made the biggest offer to Sue among the teams interested, but obviously that's off the table now. Mike uh, Jarecki of Arizona Sports 98.7 reported on Thursday that the Tennessee Titans and LA Rams were among the contenders to land Sue. He obviously remains unsigned despite what was a solid 2017 season. He finished with 48 combined tackles and four and a half sacks. Um, this isn't too surprising to me though, given the way how his tenure in Miami ended. He failed to live up to the expectations set by his uh, record-setting six-year $114 million contract. And at 31 years old, he's on the wrong end of, of, the, of the spectrum in terms of his age. But he's still by far the biggest name available at his position, so he'll definitely have somewhere to play next year, sooner rather than later, in my opinion. Um, and on the last breaking news story that we're going to be talking about is what I mentioned earlier. It's NCAA March Madness. Um, it's that number one Kansas beat number two Duke in Elite Eight. So um, they played in Omaha. And uh, it was definitely a back-and-forth game. Um Malik Newman saved the day for Kansas, and he scored all of the team's 13 points in overtime to secure an 85 to 80 win, 85 to 81 win for Kansas. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's a good win for Kansas, and uh, I honestly thought that Duke would make it all the way to the national championship game, losing to Villanova, but obviously that's not the case. Um, So what we're going to be talking about now is the Los Angeles uh, sports teams. As you as per usual, we're going to be starting with the LA Lakers. The Lakers did not play today. Their next game is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific time against the Detroit Pistons in Detroit, Michigan. It's, going to, it's broadcasted live on Spectrum Sportsnet in Los Angeles. Um, now the other sport, the other professional basketball team, in the NBA uh, today, the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. That's a shocker, honestly. Uh, they beat them 117 to 106, 11 points there. So the Clippers improved to 39 and 34. They're five games over 500, and the Raptors fell to 54 and 20. Uh, so then the Clippers' next game after this one is on uh, Tuesday. It's not until Tuesday, March 27th. It's um, against the Milwaukee Bucks at 7.30 p.m. in the Staples Center. And it's going to be broadcasted on nationally on uh, TNT and obviously locally on Prime Ticket, as all the Clipper games are. So next, we're going to be talking about the LA Kings. They didn't play today. Their next game is tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. against the Calgary Flames in Staples Center. It's going to be broadcasted live locally on Fox Sports West. Now uh, the Anaheim Ducks, the other hockey team they played today they beat the Edmonton Oilers who the Kings just the LA Kings just lost to so Anaheim beat Edmonton by a score of 5-4 in overtime so Edmonton so, excuse me so Anaheim now improves to 39-24 and 13 and Edmonton falls to 34-36 and 6 and Anaheim's next game is uh, 
on Tuesday, March 27th at 7 p.m. in Vancouver, Canada against the Vancouver Canucks. And the game is going to be on Fox Sports West. It's at 7 p.m. And uh, I'm going to be t- I'm going to take a look at the standings in the NHL now. So in the Pacific, I only covered the Pacific Division. In the Pacific Division, number one, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're 47, 21, and seven with 101 points. They're five, three, and two in their last ten. But however, they've lost uh, two straight. Now the, the next are the red hot San Jose Sharks. They're 43, 23, and nine. They're eight and two in their last ten, and they've won seven straight games. They have 95 points. Uh, they're six po- only six points behind Vegas now for first place. Then third are the Anaheim Ducks. 39, 24, and 13. With 91 points, they're six, three, and one in their, in their last ten, and they have a streak of one, of one win. And then fourth, the LA Kings, 41, 28, and seven, five, three, and two in their last ten, and they have a streak of one loss. So between the Ducks and the Kings, the Ducks are only two points ahead of the Kings, and um, so it's going to be tight. I believe the Ducks and the Kings play each other on March 30th, so that's going to be a big game. Um, now, the Dodgers. They played the Angels today. They beat the Angels four to two. Obviously, that means that the Angels played the Dodgers. <laughs> so the next game for both teams is against each other tomorrow at seven p.m. It's going to be at uh, the Angels were the home team today. The Dodgers are the home team tomorrow. So the Dodgers improved to sixteen and fourteen in spring training, and the Angels fell to twelve and nineteen. Shohei Otani is definitely uh, has definitely been underwhelming so far. Um. Again, the LA Galaxy's next game is a Saturday, March thirty first, twelve p.m. against LAFC. That's also LAFC's next game. So that's the coverage of the Los Angeles sports teams. There you have it. Um. Now the Miami Open. We're going to be starting with women's singles. Um. So Petra Kvitova, the number nine seed from Czech Republic, beat. Cannon from the USA by score of three six six two six four. Um, yeah, and uh, there were a lot of other uh, good matches. Um, Yelena Ostapenko from Latvia, the number six seed, beat Haddad Maya six two seven six. Then uh, Monica Puig, uh, cousin of Yasiel Puig, Puig, played Maria Sakari today. She won. Uh, six three seven five. That was a good match. Then um, then Ashley Bardi played Petra Mardich. She's the twenty. She was the twenty one seed from Australia. She won six four six three. Uh, and a, a really good match here is um Daria Gavrilova, the twenty six seed, played four seed Alina Svitolina. And Svitolina won the match four six six zero six one. Um. And then um, another good match was two unseated players. Donna Vekic played uh, an unseated American, and but the American won six one in the third set. Um, Venus Williams won a thriller against Burdens from Netherlands by a score of uh, five seven six three seven five. What a match! Joanna Kanta beat Burdens six two six one. And that's uh, those are all the women's matches for today. On the men's side, twenty seed Milos Raonic beat thirteen seed Diego Schwartzman seven six six three. Fourteen seed um, from from the USA, uh, 
John Isner with the huge serve beat Mikhail Yuzhny 6-4-6-3. Number 5 seed Juan Martín del Potro beat the number 26 seed Kei Nishikori 6-2-6-2. In a, in a shocking upset here. Um, who was it? Uh, I can't remember. Oh yeah, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Shardy beat Grigor Dimitrov who's the 3 seed 6-4-6-4. Marian Cilic beat Pospisil 7-5-7-6 in a close match. Jason Sousa from Portugal beat Jared Donaldson from the USA, 1-6-6-3-6-4. Hyun Chung, 19 seed from South Korea, beat Memo, 6-1-6-1. Krijinovic, 22 seed, beat Benoit Pair, 6-3-6-3. That's the coverage of the men's and women's singles matches. Now we're going to be looking at the uh, doubles. Uh, and uh, actually, we won't be because there weren't that many. Uh, good matches a, lo a lot of uh, good stuff going on in the world of sports especially for uh, you know March Madness is obviously very interesting so if I'm gonna I front so obviously some of the predictions that I made were wrong since uh, Kansas beat Duke as I had Duke losing to Villanova but if I'm making predictions right now uh, between Loyola Chicago and Michigan I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago, and then uh, Kansas and Villanova, I'm going with Villanova, and then Villanova over Loyola Chicago in the national championship. Uh, that's that's what I think is going to happen, personally. Um, I'm really excited for the NHL playoffs. It's going to be interesting how, how it's going to play out. And uh, yeah, so... That's that's all we have for today's episode. It's a bit of a sh shorter episode uh, compared to the other ones, but um, you know, I'm not gonna you know drag it for for a specific time. I'm gonna end it when I feel it's necessary, and right now, uh, that's what it feels like to me. So that's all for this episode. Like I said in the previous special edition episode, I have uh, top cruiserweight uh, boxing contender Dmitry uh, Kudryashov. Uh, the hammer, the Russian hammer, that's his nickname. You want, you definitely want to check that episode out. It's all over my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter. Yeah, so and all the other episodes, including that one with Kudryashov, are on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get my episodes on YouTube soon. Um, and yeah, so that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And, uh, again, here, we appreciate all feedback and... Uh, Again, I appreciate all of you. We out.